last week on Glee Boot, Rachel got a makeover. We met Sarah Jessica Parker and the student council had a very fun election plot line. And that's what you missed on Glee Boot. Yay. Um, I don't think I have any recap notes. That's how that happened. That happened. Yeah. Glee Boot. Welcome back to Glee Booth, the show where we get drunk and talk about rebooting Glee one episode at a time. I'm Cullen. My name is Alyssa. Oh, you're throwing me off. My name is <laughs> Anna, and we have a very special returning guest all the way from season two, which feels like an entirely different show ago. Anne. Hello. Hi, Anne. Hi, Anne. Nice to be here. Welcome yeah. back. And yeah. to see your guys' faces. Oh, yeah. 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 Definitely. I'm excited for this one. Yeah, this was actually, I liked this episode. I thought it was like a pretty good episode. It went, it, it, yeah. There they go. Three minutes into it. <laughs> it was cute for a second. <laughs> I was expecting like 20 minutes in and nope. <laughs> oh God, that lady looks like, um, uh, Phyllis from the office. Uh, from behind, yes. Yeah. yeah. She's got a really cute dog, too. I'm so okay. sorry. I knew that was going to happen. It's totally fine. Okay. All good. All good. We're uh, a dog positive area. Yeah, pod dog. <laughs> and then there's also podcasts here. There's one sitting outside. Yeah. I like this episode. I thought had some good conflict and some good character moments. I like what they're doing with Finn. You know, I think uh, it's interesting. It went quickly. I I can't tell if that's because it was a good episode or because I was knitting during the episode. Maybe both. Possibly both. I'm also knitting during this episode. Mm-hmm. So you might hear some clickety clacking of my needles. If you some, do, ASMR, some knitting ASMR for you. Yes. <laughs> You're into that. I can't imagine who would be, but you never know. There's probably um, a corner of the internet. <laughs> a deep, dark corner. There's a Twitch, there's a Twitch channel for that. <laughs> if not, Alyssa, we got to get you on that market. <laughs> um, yeah, so I kind of tease it to Cullen, but I've got um, some really interesting news about this episode. I actually thought it was really good, and I actually really, really liked it. I was invested from the beginning. Wow. And I have to say it. Ryan Murphy wrote this episode. He did a great job. He's finally figuring out how to write his TV show in the fourth season. (laughs) He really figured it out uh, four seasons in. So... (laughs) Yeah, so we, that's crazy that we all happen to enjoy the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think he had an easier time writing it because they're more adults now? Like, do you think he has trouble writing for children? Uh, yeah, I don't think he's ever met a child, except for the children <laughs> who are his own. I don't think he's ever met a child. I just wonder, like, she was barely in this episode, too, so that made it significantly better for me. Even yes. the shoe plot line as minimal as it was, was still somewhat interesting. Uh, yeah, because I can see that as a conflict that actually happens in real life. Yes, it's not like her parents are like uh, ginger, ginger supremacists. <laughs> yeah, and like it's, it, it was very realistic 
and actually like very true to Shu's character in a way that wasn't just like, ugh. It was like, yeah, this makes sense. I mean, it was ugh, but. Also, guys, I liked the music. I want to say Me it was too. all from like the 90s and 2000s. Yes. That I literally, so the Duncan Sheik Barely Breathing song came on. I was like, oh, this is a great song. And then like another good song and then another one. Mm-hmm. The last one, like, it was okay. I was, you know, I wasn't like super into it, but like, I think all of it was really good. Like, it yeah. was. It was a good episode. All right, we're done. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Join us next time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what are we drinking today? Great question. I'm so glad you asked. So um, this would be great if they could sponsor us. I don't know if this is a thing they do. They're in Spain, though. It's called Pulpo Loco Crazy Octopus Sangria in a paper can. So good. You can really only get it at Total Wine and More. Also Total Wine and More if you want to sponsor us. Wait. Um, that's how you can say brand names as long as you say sponsor us after it. <laughs> Are, um, I'm curious. Yeah. Is Loco's crazy, right? Is Pulpo octopus? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I like a, octopi even more it? now. See, it's an octopus. Pulpo. You literally just realized Pulpo was octopus. Wow. Loco. No, I mean, like, yeah. I didn't think about those two words together. together yeah. Oh. Yeah, my boyfriend has a hard time saying the word pulpo loco because of the L's and stuff. So I've had a lot of practice being like pulpo loco specifically for the podcast. Um, but yeah, please sponsor. Uh, it's delicious. And this is this your first time having it? Because yeah. I brought it for Anne for letting me record in her wonderful home and also for recording with us. But it's delicious. I wish I could ship you guys some, but alcohol laws <laughs> yeah We're such a, a protestant country <laughs> yep um i'm drinking a pineapple white claw hey oh you got that new one yeah i bought it last week when i went grocery shopping i was like that's the one that hannah was talking about and i also saw the individual packages where it's like just one flavor and i was like mm-hmm. okay i'm getting the watermelon next time yeah. just watermelon God, that's my favorite. I'm drinking the strawberry right now, actually. Um, watermelon is definitely my favorite still. Yeah, I think mine's a strawberry now. We uh, we actually had some uh, on Monday. We went to the beach. I think I drank like seven of them. So, I uh, like that. Please sponsor us. Yes, please. <laughs> I had mimosas earlier today. Yes, we both did. Um, we had a brunch. Yes. Um, in which we watched Glee. <laughs> the only thing brunch. <laughs> we're going to our friend's house. And Melissa's <laughs> like, "Do you have Netflix? Because I need to watch Glee." <laughs> <laughs> um, so you watched it at your friend's house. Yes. You subjected them to it, too? I mean, yes. luckily this was a good episode. Yeah, actually, she lucked out. Yeah. Wow, that's really funny. Yeah, so we've so I'm already a little drunk. Um, <laughs> great. So, great. Perfect. Two and a half mimosas in, half a white claw in. Yeah. Perfect. So we're talking about season four, episode four, The Breakup, name for The Breakup. Of Jake and Kitty, everyone's favorite Glee couple. <laughs> Jitty. Jitty. <laughs> or cake. I like Jitty. 
sounds like some sort of derogatory term we shouldn't be saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, That's what right. the relationship feels like. That yeah, it feels me inappropriate, like it shouldn't be happening. Um, uh. Yeah. Yeah, they've been dating for all of two episodes, I think. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about uh, Finchel. Finchel. Um, Finn is back. He surprised Rachel. Mm-hmm. And so Rachel gets up in the morning and Kurt's like, oh, you woke up late. And she's like, oh, we went to bed late. And he's like, thank God for earplugs. He didn't want to hear any of that. And he's, she's like, we didn't talk. We didn't do anything. We just kind of lied there. <laughs> so I actually forgot that Finn was a thing. And I thought this was the like after scene with her and Brody. And then he came out and I was like, oh, right. Honestly, I thought it was Brody too. And then I was like, why did she, why is Finn not there? Because I remembered Finn, but I just automatically thought that Brody stayed. It was a bit confusing. Uh, I do kind of wish we had, they had us on such a cliffhanger and I wanted to see a reaction scene right then <laughs> yeah um <laughs> it and then like when finn comes out it's like a really weird exchange between him and kurt who are siblings they're step siblings oh yeah i and forgot Kurt's about like, that it's really good to see you again finn and then finn's like you too little brother and i was like i don't think <laughs> Ryan Murphy has met siblings before. Well, didn't Finn disappear for like four months or something and didn't That's talk true. to anybody? So I'm like, yeah. never like, what the fuck are you doing? How did you <laughs> grow up here? That's what I literally I, fell off the fl- face of the earth. Like, yeah. What sort of criminal activities have you been up to? This is where my mind goes. Shooting himself in the thigh with Rachel. <laughs> I. I okay. So so Kurt like leaves. He's like, okay, I'm gonna like excuse myself. What is it? He says, I'm gonna go watch to the park to watch drug cats. deals go down, yeah. <laughs> like with your one fried egg. Okay, that's weird. Um but then like he's Finn's telling her what happened. And I literally had to look up if you're supposed to clean your gun with ammo in it. And I no! Landed. Why oh, did you have to look that up? I looked it up. Army, like you should know better. By I actually looked so it angry. up, and there are rules of like you can have ammo in it. You're just not supposed to put your finger near the trigger at all, which is like a rule in general. But like, I okay, feel anyone in their right mind it. will not clean the right. gun if it's That's loaded. It's like an assault rifle. Like yes, it's a huge yeah. And he's just like, I'm going to clean Rachel with ammo in the army. I didn't like that he named it Rachel because, like, it... mm, mm, I have a friend who accidentally shot a gun while cleaning it. That just seems wild. It seems so common. Like, don't... It just seems... Well, you have to make sure it's not loaded, and you have to make sure there's not one in the chamber. That's what I thought. But then, like, I looked it up, and there were people like... Yeah, just keep your your finger off the trigger and just don't do it when there's other people in the room. And I'm like, nope, that's stupid. Oh, that's stupid. So I don't know what I'm supposed to do. That's why I'm not going to get a gun because there are just so many rules and it's very confusing. There actually aren't that many rules. It's 
all about common sense. <laughs> Apparently, I just common sense for a lot of people. And also, like in the army, if that is the common sense rule, why would they let him do that? I I guess it's a good thing that he shot himself and not a, another person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good, I guess. Yeah. Finn sh- shoots himself in the thigh while cleaning his gun in the army. So he gets a semi honorable discharge. Which I don't think is a thing. I think you get honorable discharge or dishonorable discharge. Uh, he wasn't even part of the army yet, was he? He was just no, in training. But you still get like um, some sort of discharge because, like, you're still technically enlisted, I think, mm-hmm. at, even as a trainee. Interesting. Don't know about the military too. Shouldn't make any comments here. What I know about the military honestly comes from movies like Forrest Gump. So. So. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The most recent war that's ever been. (laughs) Yeah. So. And then he just spent four months backpacking around Georgia and just kind of got it together. Somehow knew Rachel's address. That's right? weird too. Like how did how who if he didn't? Well, talk she's to been her, texting her the whole time. So maybe she texted him her new address. Maybe like she's like, hey, send me a letter. Here's my address, and then he never did. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That makes All right. Sense. Maybe they should have written a couple lines about that, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, super simple line. My the, like, my real question that I have is like how he was able to backpack with a gunshot wounded to spy. Great question. Maybe he got to heal in the army before they discharged him. <laughs> no, they don't even banish him. They're like, get the like fuck bleeding. out. You're like, you're discharged. Get out of here. I, can, I would imagine like a more useful storyline be, or not even a storyline, just a backstory for this moment. Just being like, yeah, I took four months to recover and go through physical therapy. Yeah, like not backpack around Georgia with a bullet wound. I think like still him not texting anyone would have made sense. I think it would make more sense because yeah. he would have been like, I was too embarrassed. Yeah. Well, that's I think what that he would have says. Made more sense. But, yeah, he, but he was for however long. Yeah. It's just illogical. And he says he was too embarrassed to tell anyone. He was going to clear his dad's legacy, make Rachel proud. And instead, he just shot himself. Um in a thigh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, it's ridiculous. It is really ridiculous. And oh, it's sorry. funny when you put it in the very yes, simple exactly. way. <laughs> yeah, and Rachel's like, you know, enough of this lumping around. <laughs> Which he should have taken offense to. I've been like, are you calling me a lump? The worst. Um, go like we're in New York, the greatest city in the world, um, and the Skyler sisters come out and sing the greatest city in the world. Um, that was good. That was a good one. Uh, and she's like, "We can find you a new dream. Like you wanted to be an actor. Maybe Niad is a good choice for you. You should shadow me in all my classes." What a dumb idea. Like, almost as dumb as Finn applying to get into uh, the actor's studio college, or, how, or however else he phrased it. Um, you might be a worse idea than that, actually. Why is this such a bad idea? Because he can't act, clearly. <laughs> also, like, he doesn't want to be there. 
because he didn't he didn't get into pace which is also isn't is that where it is yeah okay so he applied to one school and he didn't get into that school i'm assuming it's because he can't act well or maybe it's just not up to that caliber but still like also i don't know do you have to take dance classes for niana too because doesn't he just like suck hard at dancing too yeah he does he you definitely wouldn't be able to make it. Unless Not he goes only that. just for acting and they don't require dance classes for just yeah, acting. Yeah, if he studies acting instead of musical theater. Oh, okay. Got it. But so- you can tell he doesn't want to be there. You can tell that he also thinks this is the bad idea. Yeah. Which, if he was, like, excited to go there, sure, maybe it would be a fine idea. But you actually have to want it before you can get into a place like that. Yeah. Not only yeah. that, but Rachel, while having this conversation, was like, you can move in here and we can work on you getting into Niata. And I was like, Rachel, you haven't talked to your roommate yet. That's true. That's true. I was so upset. <laughs> I also just think that, like, Kurt didn't get into Niata. You know? Yeah. You know? <laughs> We'll never get over that. (laughs) No, no, we won't. (laughs) Just like I'll never get over the fact that I wonder where Sam is living. (laughs) Yeah, where is he? Is he still homeless? Is he living in the school? We don't know. Um, So he might be living in the library. I'm just thinking of like where in the school he would live. The library seems like a a pretty chill place. Abandoned closet above the um, band room. Maybe he sleeps in like the rafters in the in the theater. Could be. By the light. But you can use like the gym to take showers and stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. He can steal food from the cafeteria. Yeah. Or even if he didn't want to steal food, a lot of kids only eat once a day anyway. I was like that. No. Mm-hmm. Sandwich. <laughs> exactly. Sandwich. That's what we should call the segment. <laughs> Every episode. Sam. Where is he? Where is he living? <laughs> where, where's Waldo? It's where's Sam? Where is Sam? What are you doing? Yeah. So, uh, meanwhile, we're going to kind of do Rachel and Kurt together because I feel like their storylines. They're very intertwined. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, meanwhile, uh, Blaine calls Kurt. No, Kurt calls Blaine at Vogue. Um, yeah, he uses, um, oh, what is this called? The business phone to make a personal call. I'm pretty sure it's in his contract. He's not allowed to do it. And uh, he then he's like, oh, I'm so busy answering calls for Isabel, right? And Blaine's like, oh, we can uh, call me later. And he's like, oh, no, Isabel wants us to get the call tonight. I'm sorry. This is like could be a career for me. And he's like... I know, but I really miss you. I miss kissing you and spending time with you. And he's like, well, you're visiting in two weeks. And he's like, what am I supposed to do till then? Hold my breath. And uh, Kurt is just kind of like, I got to go. This person's Joan Didion's calling and she always has the best gossip. I, this is, I mean, it's a good moment because it shows that like Kurt really wants this job he's taking it very seriously except for the fact that he's making a personal call on the business phone and during business hours but like he he really wants this 
but that like I also see Blaine's side where he's like you're still my boyfriend yeah I mean this is very like typical like this is why people don't a lot of people try not to get into long distance relationships Mm -hmm. yeah tough out there especially when one is in high school and you have just as busy as you are in high school, you just have more time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You do. Yeah. Um, and then once in an adult. Yeah. So uh, then uh, Finn and Finn, while well, he's shattering Rachel's classes, cause he's like, you know, I used to be the man of her dreams, but I don't fit into her world. Like she's so talented and I just, I'm nothing. And so then they start singing, Blaine and Finn start singing Barely Breathing. So, fun fact, uh, this is by Duncan Sheik, who actually wrote the music for Spring Awakening, in which Rachel originated the main character. Uh, fun fact. So there's a, a little connection there. Um, anyway. Um, Finn does a lot of moping in this episode. <laughs> And like, while I think it is pretty realistic, it's also kind of annoying and it feels like he's just doing it to himself. Like, like he's, he's already done this once where he was like, I'm going to let Rachel go. And then like, he comes back and then he's like, really like, oh no, like she really is in a different world, even though he knew that was going to happen when he put her on that train. Yeah. And so, it's, I don't know. He's like, like repeating. yeah, he's like isolating himself as well because mm-hmm. she is trying to include him in all of, in her life and he's just not having it basically. Yeah. Just I thought it was very realistic for a mopey, self-destructive, like 18, 19 year old. Yes. He just shot himself in the fire. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Yeah. Never forget. <laughs> yeah, it just I like what they're doing with Finn because the directionlessness, the lostness feels very fitting for his character. Yeah. I think it was just the fact that like I don't know. It just feels like we've already been through a lot of this and like he's back and he's kind of repeating steps. Yeah. I think that's kind of my main thing is that like, I don't know. I just like, like I wrote down three times throughout this entire episode that I just don't really give a shit about Ben and whatever he's doing. I just don't care about him. Like I, like I care that he's sad. I'm like, oh, that sucks. But yeah, I'm also like directionless about like what he wants. And so I'm having a hard time being like, I want things for you because I'm like, I don't know what you want. So I don't know what I'm supposed to want for you. I just want you to stop moping around. He doesn't even really have like, even if he doesn't know what he wants to do in his life, I feel like he should at least have a direct sort of like goal for this episode. And he doesn't. Yeah. Um, Rachel gives I think, call. Yeah, I think it would be easier to root for him if there was something he was trying to do. Mm-hmm. But there really just, there isn't anything that he's trying to do. He's just there. Yeah. Yeah, so his storyline is directionless too in this episode, which is, it makes it a bit harder. Yeah. Well, and I'm not saying that's not realistic. Like, 
people right. don't always have goals but you kind of need one in tv so yeah. <laughs> characters need to need to want something that's what really what makes them characters yeah um so yeah so then they sing i'm barely breathing and while they're singing it blaine pokes someone on facebook <laughs> that is such an old statement is poking a thing still I like, think I'm so. Sure Every once function. in a while, someone like randomly pokes me, and I'm like, I can't like bring the button anymore. It's not like a button. It's like a. It used to be like, like this sort of thing. Uh huh. Yeah, like That's the helpful finger on a podcast. Thing. Yeah, like yeah, the emoji of a hand. Like this. That's like a loser. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think it's just like a button that says "poke" on it now, or something, and it's buried somewhere. <laughs> Facebook is like, we don't have the time to get rid of this function in our code, but we don't want it to be accessible. <laughs> it looks like an L for loser because it was like, you're poking somebody? Yee. Loser. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's just one way that this episode dates itself. And the guy's like, hey, sexy, want to come over? I don't have a face in my profile pic because I didn't want to cast an actor. Okay, yeah. So that, I was sus because is this like, well, no, Grindr would have already been out. So I think you have to be 18 to be on Grindr. Yeah. But I was like, this is kind of odd because he he's either 17 or 18, but he who is this person we don't know right this has never been a person that was introduced before right yeah who is this are we talking about finn this is finn's facebook no, no this blaine. is blaine blaine's blaine pokes eli oh okay. whoever eli is and like it made it it was really weird because i was like this seems like he's getting in touch with someone anonymously i don't know it just seemed really really kind of dangerous and dangerous yeah i was like i was worried for him like because i don't remember this happening and then i saw like the actual moment where you see him on his phone and there's like no profile picture for all we know he's texting a lighthouse (laughs) exactly it could be a lighthouse (laughs) or a lighthouse keeper maybe that's actually the person's profile picture it's he just loves being in his lighthouse I don't think yeah. there are lighthouses in Lima, though. There's no water. <laughs> yeah. Just a little fun fact for you. A little Ohio geography. <laughs> <laughs> Google Maps, Ryan. How <laughs> <laughs> to make it a t-shirt. Uh, yeah, so he leaves the song. Uh, the song ends and he's just walking away. And then uh, they're at, they're getting ready in the apartment to go to Callbacks, which is a bar that these underage uh, students go to. Yeah, Uh uh-huh. I'm sure they make a ton of money off that. Oh, that was virgin. The virgin amaretto sours. I'm like, then what is it made of? I also, I don't know. <laughs> okay, wait, but we are not at Callbacks yet. So right. Okay, all right. So what I was confused is they kept saying, we're going to go to Callbacks. And they kept saying, like, it's a bar. But every time they said Callbacks, I was like, what, Callbacks for what? And then I was like, oh, the bar. I kept getting confused, even though they explained <laughs> it like three times. That's yeah. a me thing. But yeah. <laughs> 
Because Kurt's like, you can't wear dad jeans and a rugby t-shirt to callbacks. And I and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. You want to be your best because you want the role. Oh, it's not that kind of callback. I literally thought he was actually talking about callbacks for Niada for a second. And then they explained it. Yeah. Uh, and Rachel's so excited because the students get up and sing and she's all very like bubbly about it. Um, and she wants him to sing. And he's like, I haven't even sang in the shower since nationals. He's very mopey again. He's very, then, he's a downer. He's a Debbie downer. Yes. And then like Rachel and Finn, like look pensively at him, like, Oh God, he's really depressed. And I was like, wow. Like I feel that like whenever, whenever my friends are like, Oh, I haven't done this thing that I'm normally very passionate about in forever. I'm like, Ooh, are you okay? So uh, very realistic. And I, uh, I mean that in a serious way, even though it's coming out like a joke. <laughs> I can't be serious. Um... She just did a little head shake. Yeah. I'm this head is an shake. Audio medium. <laughs> um, yeah. So then there's a knock on the door and Blaine shows up with roses and they're, he, they're surprised. And he's like, I couldn't wait any longer. I just got a plane to New York. Question. How do they lock their door? I don't think they do. Hmm. Maybe Worrisome. The entrance has a lock. I'm worried for these children because they're still children in my eyes. I mean, anyway. they're like 18, 19, so. They still don't understand how the world works. Is Rachel paying bills yet? Kurt is. Her parents are probably paying for it or the U.S. government. Yeah. Or maybe any scholarships that she got because she's an overachiever. I'm sure she applied to every oh yeah, every sure Jewish scholarship there is. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think Kurt's probably paying bills, but he seems in the same little world that he does. Turn. So, like, where's he getting that money? Because I doubt he's making more than minimum wage. <laughs> Really, he's just surviving on fried eggs. That's true. Well, they do order out a lot. Last episode, they ordered Chinese food. The episode before that, or no, that same episode, they ordered Chinese and pizza. Like, yeah, I don't know where they're getting all their money from. No, Chinese food runs you like $25. This is like Friends New York, where you don't understand how they afford everything that they're doing because they don't have jobs. jobs, With the exception of Phoebe and Joey. So two of four of them were not paying for their extremely large apartments. Six. Two or six of them? They're six friends, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I haven't watched it that much. Three men, three women. Yeah, I had to, I was like looking at the, like the beginning thing of them on the couch and it's like counting in my head. Um, Anyway. They do have, they live in two different apartments, right? Enormous apartments, too. Yeah, they're extremely large. That's their excuse? I think so, yeah. This is not a fun podcast. (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't don't want to have a friend's podcast. (laughs) I think think that IP is way too old for have a friend's podcast. Yeah. Um, Anyway, yeah, so uh, Blaine's there. He's got flowers. Kurt. Enormous (laughs) flowers. Yeah. Those flowers would cost at least $150. Yeah. 
Yeah, those are some nice flowers. At least. Kurt is both surprised, but also doesn't seem super excited. Am I right? I would say that's probably correct. Yeah, he didn't seem super excited to me. Um, I wouldn't be either, to be honest. You literally are planning for your boyfriend or girlfriend to come visit you in two weeks, and you just told them that you were super busy. That That's would not true. Go down with me. <laughs> That's true. You're not into the romantic notion of them surprising you. You can surprise and technically me. Lying to you. Surprise me with something I actually want. Not you. I don't want you. <laughs> not Gross. you right now. You in two weeks. <laughs> um, yeah. And Blaine's like, yeah, I sat on a mid- in a middle seat. Uh, I was like, oh, that sucks. Even pre-pandemic, that sucked. Yeah. Um, so they all go to callbacks. <laughs> And they run into Brody. Yeah, the bar. They run into Brody and they're all saying hi. And Rachel's like, I'm trying to get Finn to sing Demi Lovato's Give Your Heart a Break because that song works better as a duet. And I'm like, said no one ever. (laughs) Yeah, no. The only... Here, like I'm, I'm gonna be totally honest. I thought it was a great duet. I thought it actually the was sounded great. But again, yeah, you're right. No one had ever said that until Ryan Murphy was like, he. That was a that was Ryan Murphy saying that through the script. Like this song would be better as a duet. <laughs> um, but like, Finn, I was actually. Oh, sorry. Finn is like really nice to Brody, like normal. Like, he seems very normal. He's like, oh, hey, Brody, and gives him, like, a handshake. And it doesn't seem too awkward between them. I think it's really awkward. Yeah. Well, I was, this is one of the scenes that I, where I was, like, it really made me want to see the reaction scene from the night that Finn walked in on them together. Yeah. Um, because I'm like, okay, what's going on here? Because yeah. he doesn't seem to think that they had a thing going. Yeah, he seemed very like, when Rachel was like, I'm so glad you're here. We're going to try to get you into Miata. We're definitely still together. And I'm like, why is Finn forgetting that he literally saw her with this other dude? Like, he could make any sort of suggestions. If they didn't talk that night, they just slept. Like, yeah, I don't know. It was uh, very strange. Plus, he, like, officially broke up with her. So I thought why are they still the assuming that they're mm-hmm. together? That's a whole other scene, confounding as it is. But yes. But talking about this scene, I was actually hoping that Rachel would convince Finn to sing with her. Mm-hmm. And that somehow this would fulfill her need for the... The, for him and the people around him to know that he's a special person and can sing and dance and is mm, talented sing. just like the rest of them. <laughs> just well, sing. try to dance. <laughs> <laughs> um, it didn't happen. <laughs> Did not yeah. come out like that. Yeah. yeah. And just decided he wasn't going to do shit in New York. So Yeah. Like, he really made that decision very early on, even though he was letting Rachel just kind of lead him on. Yeah. Self-sabotage. Yeah. He's self-sabotaged. 
because he's like, why don't you and Brody sing together? You're both Niata students. And they're just kind of like, okay. And then they sing Demi Lovato's Give Your Heart a Break. And Finn just looks devastated. Oh, face journey number one. It could have been you for one. Like, that's your fault. Yeah, that's his fault. That could have been him. And then the other thing is, like, literally, it's just, that's, there's, like, five face journeys in this entire episode, which is why I texted Cullen. I was like, I'm going to rename this episode The Face Journey. Um, It's more applicable. Um, But, yeah, he he literally has this entire face journey while they're singing where he's like, wow, Rachel's awesome. Then he's like, oh, fuck that Brody guy. Then he's like, that Brody guy's kind of hot. They look good together. Like, that's what's happening, at least in my mind in Finn's mind. Um, but yeah, like he has a whole face journey and I'm like, man, Ryan Murphy, he really knows how to write those. You just wrote has face journey. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Leave it up to the He acted the shit out of it. Um, and then, uh, cause uh, Brody is friends with the piano player. <laughs> who is Pascal, which is the chameleon from Tangled. Yes. yes. I love that too. Um, now all I can just imagine is the chameleons jumping around on the piano key. <laughs> That's what I imagine. <laughs> but, so they sing, and then is this when Blaine's like, I want to sing something? Yeah. Right? And then, but like when he, but then Brody's like behind him, he's like, oh, just go talk to Pascal. And Kurt does the best line. He goes, Pascal. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's the best line ever. It's so good. (laughs) And then Blaine steals the piano. I was like, oh, I thought you were going to sing something. No, you're just going to take the piano from Pascal. Okay. Yeah. Um, That's some live singing by a Mr. Darren Chris. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it was. Ah, oh, it was yeah. beautiful. He sings a haunting. <laughs> what did you say? I just said I think that was my favorite song of the episode. Spoilers, yeah. Spoilers. Sorry, I didn't know that was Oh. Yeah. End of the episode. Okay, I'm sorry. Anne's favorite song was Acoustic. Don't it! <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, he sings a haunting cover of Teenage Dream. Uh, you know, I never thought that... Yeah. Teenage Dream could be haunting. It's, uh... I forgot how good the acoustic version was because, like, I remembered that it was a thing, but I was like, I don't know, like, like, the actual single version, it's it's just so good. It's gonna be better. And I literally had chills watching that. And I also think a lot of it was the acting because Darren Chris acted the shit out of that, too. Oh, it yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, he was cry singing. He put Leah Michelle to shame. Honestly, though, uh, he he just conveyed so much emotion, and I was just like, imagine being another person in that bar, like completely unrelated, <laughs> just like just, just having a breakdown while having yeah. singing Teenage Dream. I was like, because like, <laughs> so Rachel, Kurt, and Finn all have a moment of face journey. And, but Brody's like behind them. Like you can kind of see him in the, in the background. I just imagine being like, what the fuck is wrong with this kid? <laughs> Rachel, who are you? Pascal. <laughs> like I told him to go talk to Pascal and not kick him off the piano. 
So that's what I was thinking about most of that, that number, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I was like, this is where I related to Blaine. Cause I'm like, yep. I would have a public mess. <laughs> I would have a public breakdown. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, and it kind of comes out of nowhere, which is interesting, because he's he's just, like, sitting there, like, staring ahead of the piano, being like, I want to sing something now. And it's just like, oh, okay. And then he gets up there, and he's literally having a breakdown. It's... This is yeah. one of those... I think Lee tries to do this a lot, where they have the reaction shot to a scene that's happened off camera. And so we understand... Mm what happened in the previous scene but the scene that comes next that it's explains as the previous they left scene. the bar immediately after we cut away from the piano <laughs> it's yeah. like didn't talk at all they're all just like okay oh. silently we are going to walk out say nothing to each other and then we're gonna have we're gonna walk down the street however far it is to get to the location where we're gonna have basically a foursome argument? It w- yeah, that was strange. But I think, like, Glee does try and do this sort of thing a lot where they, like, will hold out on the viewer and then try and reveal later things that happened earlier in the episode. Doesn't usually work. I think it actually mm-hmm. worked in this case. Yeah. They... So then they they leave the bar. And at first, you're just, we're just with Rachel and Finn, right? Yeah. They go first. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, did they ditch? (laughs) Did they ditch Blaine and and Kurt so they could have an argument? Um, Spoilers, no. They're just a couple paces back having their own argument. So a foursome argument indeed. So, yeah, Finn is just like, everything's too fast here and I don't fit in and I don't belong. And Rachel's like, that's how I first felt when I got here. And he's like, I always knew even back in Ohio, you were made for this. Um, and how did, somehow he gets to the topic of Brody. Um, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, like that Brody guy. And she's like, I told you, like, I didn't do anything. And he's like, don't lie to me. And she's like... I didn't hear from you for four months. And I think this is really valid on her part. Like, oh, yeah. Four months, like, ghosted. The last time I'm they like, talked, he said, I'm setting you free. Yeah, the <laughs> last time he talked, he broke up with her. Serious? So, okay, yeah. Are you so, kidding me? How do you set someone free? That's okay. So, they didn't. <laughs> well, that actually comes back to something that she talks about later, which I thought was a great kind of turn of that. But yeah, basically. The end of last season, he puts her on a train and is like, you're going to go to New York, whatever. And he said, I'm setting you free, essentially. And like, and then all of us were like, okay. So Anne has the most up. disgusted face. Yeah. <laughs> disgusting. Don't, don't say you're setting someone free. That's some slave owner bullshit. Yeah. It's problematic and also just doesn't make sense for a story because we're like, oh yeah, they're broken up. And then like, Rachel's still in love with him, thinking they're going to get up together. And we're like, okay, sure. And then she starts to, like, hook up with Brody. And we're like, okay, this is fine. Like, And then Finn shows up, and all of a sudden, they're they're supposed to be together and not have broken up. And it's so confusing. So, yeah, she's totally valid. Like, you basically broke up with me. 
Yeah, if I hadn't heard from someone for four months, I'm like, they're not interested in me. Yeah, I'm being yeah. ghosted in my life. You've been ghosted. Were they dead? No. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, she's like, he shot himself in the leg and he died of sepsis. Like, he died backpacking in Georgia. Yeah. Or he bled out because he hit his femoral artery. If he died, she literally would have no idea. Yeah. yeah. No one well, would have any idea. She would no probably have found out. <laughs> well, if he died backpacking, yeah, no one would know. But if he died from the army wound thing while he was there, she would have found out by way of like Bert, Bert and Carol. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah. like, so yeah, she's totally valid. Like that's why I don't understand this argument. Like, it's <laughs> there's, there's really no argument to be had. Like she could do whatever the fuck she wants. Uh, he treated her like crap, mm-hmm. and because he he was embarrassed about what was happening to him, but like. He has no reason to, he has no right to treat her that way. Yeah. So I was on Rachel's side for once. Um, yeah, right? <laughs> and she was like, I like had heard from you for four months. We kissed and that was it. And he's, she's like, you said you wanted me to be free. He's like, I can't believe I said that. That was so stupid. Yeah, it was. <laughs> like uh, say what you really wanted, but obviously, you know. He doesn't know what he wants. Happened. Yeah. Um. And then, uh, so he's upset, and then Kurt and Blaine are talking, and Kurt's like, hey, let's stop pretending everything's normal. You just give a really emotional performance. You've been kind of weirdly emotional and sad the whole time. And then Yeah, Blaine- Kurt is just short of being like, uh, you're clearly having a breakdown. We need to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Blaine is like, I was with someone. And Kurt was like, who? Was it Sebastian? And Blaine is like, it wasn't Sebastian. It doesn't matter who it was. It was just a random hookup. It didn't mean anything. It was a guy from Facebook. And uh, Kurt is just like, how could you? And Blaine's like, I was lonely. I needed someone. You weren't there for me. And uh, Kurt's like, you don't think I've been lonely? You don't think I've had temptations? But I didn't act on them because I knew what it meant. Something horrible and awful. Um, And so he's upset naturally. This this one is way more nuanced because I see both sides and like obviously like I don't think cheating is is right or a good thing but like I understand it in this case and but I understand that Kurt is hurt that rhymes um so yeah this one's way more nuanced because like Finn and Rachel I was like I know where I stand like Finn was a fucking douche and but this one is it's a lot more a lot more nuanced which is good like it's and it's really well written that's the thing that kind of annoyed me I was like damn it you know like I don't sometimes I don't want to like the episodes it's just it makes it so easy for me to hate the episodes but this one was just like I just kept being so like why is this so good what's happening I mean, not to mention, Blaine is a regular goody two-shoes. Um, so the fact that they have him be the one that's cheating is kind of a stroke of genius. Especially well, they, if you want to add that nuance in there. And I think actually a lot of their relationship has been kind of nuanced because Finn did a thing, or uh, not Finn, um, Blaine had that kind of thing with Sebastian that was borderline. And then Kurt had a moment like that. So now, like, Blaine quite literally did cheat. So I think their relationship has been a lot more nuanced in general. 
Like he had the whole thing. This is right. He publicly roasted Kurt for emotionally cheating. Oh yeah. In front of the whole Glee club. Mm-hmm. And Kurt doesn't get a song to be like. He didn't sing like Carrie Underwood or anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there is. There was a Carrie Underwood reference this uh, episode. I, and I take issue with it. <laughs> um. So, yeah, so then they all sing No Doubt. Um, they sing uh, Don't Speak. And I just want to, Hannah just mouthed so good. And I just want to say that when I said they covered this song earlier in the podcast, Hannah's response was, they ruined No Doubt. Oh, this is going to be awful. And I said it was good. And you were like, I don't know, Colin, you have questionable taste. What? This I happened. Yeah, this happened on the podcast. I'm telling you, your when? memory is insanely sharp. I today? Not no. today. Like I'm months ago. Sad. Like last a couple seasons ago, maybe. Months ago? What the hell? Dude? I edited the episode, so I heard it twice. That means I st- okay, but th- that means nothing to me. Do you know how many episodes? I don't even know which episodes I edited. So I said that it was garbage? You said it was going to be garbage because I said that they were going to cover the song. You're like, oh, well, I have, okay, I have a lot of right to have said that <laughs> because they ruin a lot of songs. But this also, no doubt, is like one of my favorite bands. But that's what's crazy about this episode is like all of the music was so good. I was, I'm genuinely blown away by this episode. I don't have a lot of bad things to say. Like the stuff I have to say is like literally about the story, not like picking it apart, but like, this is what I think about the story, which is very, very rare. Yeah. This was a really good cover. I walked back on what I said, Cullen. You were absolutely right. It's a banger. It's yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. It's a you great, have great co- taste. <laughs> thank you. Especially in bow ties. We didn't say this on the podcast. Cullen, what kind of bow tie are you wearing? I'm wearing a rainbow pride bow tie that my boyfriend got me. It's beautiful. Is you it look purple? great. Or is it like real? It's real. Oh, cool. yeah. you can tie like bow ties. No, it's like it. Oh, pre-tied. Yeah, it's pre-tied. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say I I can't tie bow ties. I don't understand the shape that it starts out in and how you get it into the shape it's supposed to be. I don't get it. Yeah, I, I don't either. <laughs> you know oh no, I've tried watching YouTube videos and it just like, uh, I can only do happens in between like step four and five and like, <laughs> magic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can only do a, a basic one knot tie. I don't think that's the Windsor knot. I think the Windsor knot is double. I can only do a very simple oh. tie, tie, knot. Anyway, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. I don't wear ties. I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, this cover or this cover was in my Your Boy Ryan video on Fall Workout Bro Anthems. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Okay. <laughs> so, all you bros out there, this is the song to, to work out to. Interesting. All right. All you bros out there. <laughs> All you bros that listen to Glee Podcast. Because that's our target audience. <laughs> In bros. Um, yeah, so then uh, then Finn sneaks out in the morning. Um, oh. Yeah, because like, they're laying in their separate beds. It's split screen. So it's still like the weird foursome thing. And yeah, it's, it's kind of a weird doing shot. Doing a lurk. 
in the middle of the night in his own apartment. He's sitting there like a like a parent waiting up for their child on prom night, flicks the light on, and I'm like, what is going on? With him? Finn this is must like have really crack something in his mind. He's like, I didn't lurk hard enough. <laughs> Finn is like, you really spooked me. <laughs> Just such a stupid line. Okay, that I take issue with. That is a dumb line. He's like, you spooked me. I'm like, are you an 80-year-old woman? <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Yes. He is secretly an eight-year-old woman. Uh, and he's like, "You're gonna sneak out without saying goodbye." And he's like, "I just need some space to think about things." And he's like, uh, "What's going on with you and Blaine?" And he's like, "I feel like I want to die." Um, and so he's like, "Come on, give me a hug." And so he gives him a hug. And he's like, "Do you want me to say anything to Rachel?" And Finn's like, "No." And I fucking out. hate Finn right now. Me too. He's acting like such a fucking baby. Get over yourself and have a real adult conversation. God. I think, well, we already know he's not capable of that. He spent four four months ignoring her. Um, I think the thing that that's confusing to me is I can't tell if the show wants us to be on Finn's side because Rachel technically cheated. And I say that all in air quotes because I think a lot of us can agree that, like, they were basically broken up. She had every right to do whatever she wanted. So I can't tell if if the show wants us to be on his side and we're supposed to, like, feel bad for him and be like, yeah, you go find your space again. I don't know. I actually don't think so because of what happens later. Mm. Yeah, same. Okay. Yeah. So then... uh, Finn goes back to McKinley. Um, he says hi. Shocker. Shocker. He says hi to Will. And Will's like, oh, hey, nice to see you. And Finn's like, can I talk about something? Then he starts crying. And one of my favorite characters is the girl that walks in the hallway behind them and doesn't react. <laughs> I. Why would you go to the worst man in the world to talk when you could have just done this with your your slave that you said <laughs> she should he should have been talking to her and crying to her instead of going back or like school. I don't know, just so, like he has a stepfather he could have gone to or his mother yeah has he been like, home yet like has he seen his family like well, they're in washington are they still in washington he says that he's visiting time, so yeah. yeah i don't know it's very very strange like I think maybe he was like, oh, yeah, Sam's living at the school. I'll go take a shower at the, at the gym. Sam. I'll change my clothes there and everything. Like, I'll just borrow some of Sam's clothes because all I have is a backpack full of, yeah. Or B-shirts. Yeah, they're probably the same size. They're both, like, pretty tall. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know the either. fact that men, this is a complete side note. The fact that men's pants are in like numbers. Why can't that be a thing? Is so strange to me just because I'm like, oh, like ours are just like a random four. number. What is a fourth? Yeah. That makes sense. That's not a thing. And then like I think about it, I'm like, yeah, no, that's way more logical. Well, they isn't have, like, it, the is it not um, European sizes are more, are much more like. I think so. That. I think for their I actual measurements, like what your waist size is. Yeah. 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 Right. Um, yeah. So 
I don't know. Anyway, that was just a, a side Because break. God forbid a woman ever wear anything larger than a single digit number. I know. It's awful. How dare we? Crimes. I just want the leg length to be right. That's the most exciting part. It's because they have your leg length. What do you mean? You don't you don't like regular petite and yeah. long? Petite is bullshit because then they just like it's they, short. They, it's short. It's regular, they, short, and long. They wear the pants so they're like thinner in the thighs. Yeah. Like they make them for yeah. literally petite women. So if you are just short, like go fuck yourself. Like you're not going to fit in petite sizes. I have a long mm-hmm. torso and shorter legs. And I have to wear mostly a lot of petite sizes just because of the actual length. And they do. They just cut right into my thighs. And I'm like, I'm going to go with the regulars and just fold them. Yep. I have the exact opposite problem where you're taller than me yeah i have i have long legs and a short torso and then when i buy long pants they don't fit around my waist and thighs and like keep falling down see women's clothing industry you suck you need to do better kurt get on it Yeah. yeah kurt make us pockets while you're at it yeah bigger pockets my pockets go like three inches in i need it going all the way down to my ankle i don't want to buy purses anymore you need like a zipper that comes all the way <laughs> multiple zippers at different levels oh, I'm still zipping. I'm going all the way down to my ankle. <laughs> Things are falling out as <laughs> Or it'll be like a series of pockets all the way down my ankle. Okay. Like all the way down okay. my leg. So there's like... I was too, actually. You're sexist. Well, actually, I know. I was thinking of just like the normal cut of the pocket. And then you have to dig your arm all the way down your pants. So that your like arm all the way up to your armpit is covered in and you're like stuck uh, getting your keys and then like, like that's what I'm picturing that's what I want anyway uh, Lee Lee um, so where were we yeah, I've got lost Finn's in the pockets, pockets. Finn was crying Finn's for no crying reason okay well he has a reason just, okay he has a reason but it's a bullshit terrible. reason yeah <laughs> um yeah, and then uh, he goes to the choir room, right? He goes, yeah, he's in the choir room, and then Blaine walks in, and he's like, "Hey, I didn't get a chance to say goodbye." And Finn's like, "How could you do that to him?" And Blaine's like, "I'm sorry. I just feel bad about it. I don't even know if we've broken up. We just haven't talked." Um, and then, uh, meanwhile, Kurt is getting flowers from Blaine at work, apologizing. Another hundred and fifty dollar yeah, bouquet. Say, what do you think Blaine's flower budget is? Insane. It's, it's the money that he usually would have gone to him going to private school, but now he, that he goes to public school because of Kurt, oh, he has yeah. all that private school money. So his parents are paying for his flowers. Yes. Okay. Pretty much. <laughs> Middle seat ticket to New York. Yeah. Although I just say, you know, save the money for flowers and pay extra to upgrade your seat to a window seat. That's what I do. I mean, not the flowers thing, but 
I almost always pay <laughs> like the extra thirty dollars so I can pick my seat because I'm that bougie person. But I just want to say, like, okay, not that this matters. This is bullshit. But I want to say it was because he booked the flight so last minute that he got stuck. With That's him. what he said. Even like, yeah. yeah, you, you so could have upgraded thirty five more dollars. Because people who but if you pay extra to pick your seat, you would end up even picked a seat because the the plane would have even if it's full, they don't always assign the seats ahead of time. So some other asshole would have to sit in that middle seat. I just like this what you're talking about. I used to fly standby all the time. Yes, for, you couldn't do anything. Oh God, it was the worst. You have you no idea how many times I was in the middle seat. I have and no chance to upgrade. the airport for the 10 hours before you got on the flight. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, to bring up such a hard... I think we're going to do, like, some airport diaries from you. Yes. Oh, that we would be a that. great podcast. You're just like, okay, this one time. <laughs> I have not been in the airport that much. I was um, going to say, actually, that'd probably be pretty boring because you're like, yeah, I saw these people. They had a lot of luggage. <laughs> <laughs> And just like when you wander around the airport for a few hours while you're waiting for your flight, maybe that's what it would be. Like, I couldn't right. even. I couldn't even walk around the airport because we're so freaking. Oh, we're yeah. like trained to sit there and watch the board for the last names. And if your last name doesn't go up, then you have to go and talk to the person at the desk and tell them what flight that you're you were on before and which flight you're gonna be on now and if you're on the standby list and what number you are on the standby list and how many open seats there are and oh it's it's a whole thing (laughs) you do your voice is cracking are you okay (laughs) it's bad guys yeah Um, but now i pay for my tickets good for you (laughs) people are like it's not worth it is it and i'm like is worth it. <laughs> yeah, no, I I can agree with that. So, uh, where were we? So, yeah, so we're so. Meanwhile, Kurt's coworker is like, "Oh, like someone trying to make up for something? Is he cute?" And he's like, "Kurt's like, yeah, he's the cutest." And he's like, "Do you need to go bin shopping? I'll cover for you." And Kurt's like, "No, I'm good." And he throws away the apology note. Um, so, is every man who works in Vogue? Okay. Great question. I'm getting this vibe. Um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. No, straight men like fashion. There are, right. there are a lot of people who like fashion. So not me. I couldn't but... tell. So I couldn't tell if this guy was just being nice or if he was going to, like, start to flirt with Kurt. But then, like, it ended, and I'm like, oh, okay, no, no, he's chill. He's chill. I thought it was yeah. going to get kind of uh, some inappropriate workplace relationship yeah. territory. Well, fashion existed before Shakespeare, and that's when gay people and were Shakespeare invented. Shakespeare was the first LGBT. Plus. Plus. Um, so Wait, which plus is he? Just the first LGBT plus. He's all of the letters. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So before gayness yeah. was invented, straight men had to be into fashion. <laughs> that explains why fashion was shit. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think a, a woman came up with petticoats. <laughs> Maybe she did. No, I don't know. No one wants to be in petticoats. Fuck that shit. Yeah. That's terrible. That's what I'm saying. 
less one woman was like, you know what I find annoying? How freely I can walk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I like to be constricted. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. You pay for a I don't know. Do they have leg length pockets? Okay, that was a lot of Actually, dresses <laughs> used to have pockets in them. Yeah. Were they ankle length? They were pretty deep. They were big. You like literally, they were like a sack sewn into the dress. Inside the dress. They probably, that's probably why the pocket was there, so they could hide their chickens. (laughs) 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 Okay. Sorry. This has been a lot of historical fashion. So many tangents. Um, So then. Uh, Finn's in the choir room and Sam's like, hey, Finn! And Artie's like, Finn Hudson in the house. And Jake and Marley are like, who is yeah. this? <laughs> that was funny. That was really funny. Old that was cute. Yeah. <laughs> Who's this 35-year-old man? <laughs> uh, they're like, this is Finn Hudson. And then Will's like, you know, I told Finn that what I tell everyone who comes into this club, they ever need a place to spend time and like to land and think, you know, this is the place. And I'm like, maybe a club in a school isn't a good place where everyone can stop by, but okay. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then- Will he, Schuster has no boundaries. No yeah. boundaries. Um, and he's like, let's talk about the musical. We need to do something that's less controversial than Rocky Horror. <laughs> Which is literally every other musical. I also literally just wrote down like, it's Shoe's fault. Like he yep. made Rocky a shit storm. Like that is his own fucking fault. Don't be like, <sighs> Those were poor choices on everyone's part. It's like, no, it was a poor no, choice yeah. on your part. Yeah, you yeah. remember that time that he was going to um, take over Sam's role <laughs> and then be acting against Rachel in a, a, a sex scene? Yeah, that, that was a thing. Yeah. Question, though. So the musical that Artie says. Fiorello? Fiorello. I've never heard of it. Neither. I've got no idea. And then I'll look it up. I think that I've watched a movie of it. Oh. But I don't know. <laughs> and you probably wouldn't remember, right, what it's about. The name sounds familiar to me. <laughs> but I don't know if the movie is, like, some sort oh, of retelling. New York Mayor. And it's got an exclamation point in the title. Yeah. It's about it's a New York Fiorello. mayor. Fiorello. Yeah. It's a Leone. New York City mayor, Fiorello H. LaGuardia. LaGuardia? After LaGuardia Airport? Yeah, yeah. He's he's the. He was named after the after, airport? He didn't have his name. <laughs> yeah, this is the thing. Okay, it's not what I thought it was. Such a strange choice. Why would he. A reform Republican? Well, I think that says a lot about Artie. <laughs> I have uh, no idea. I don't know. See, if they can make a musical about a mayor, they can make a musical about Marilyn Monroe. I'm just going to say it. I, just Smash. Like a about I want a musical about werewolves. What? Did what? you say about werewolves? Yes. Let's talk. That's what? Right right now. Let's talk later. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then... Uh, and they're like, Joe's like, Peter Pan. And then uh, Unique is like, Unique wants to do Hedwig. And then T- Tina's like, Tina suggests Pacific Overtures, Miss Saigon, or Flower Drum Song. Um, because they have Asian leads. And she then, doesn't say that, but that's implied. Um, and then um, 
she was like, we need to pick a musical that combines everyone's strengths. And I'm like, okay, says the guy who always picks stars for his club. Yeah. Ah. Um, Finn is like, how about Greece? Girls like it. Guys like it. Even people like my mom like it. Except Colin doesn't like it, but we don't care. You don't uh, like Greece? I don't think I've ever seen the whole thing, but... Really? Honestly, when I first watched it, like, I heard so many good things about it, and then I watched it, and I was like, this isn't really very good. <laughs> very terrible message at the end. Yeah, it's yeah. not, like, it's not good, but it's nostalgic for a lot of people, especially, like, even, like, myself, because I grew up watching it a lot. Um, that's, that's really interesting. I didn't, I didn't know you didn't like Grace. Uh, yeah, it's definitely not, like, um... A good movie. I always describe it as if it's like the Little Mermaid never wanted to be human and then just decided to become human anyway. That's like mm. Sandy's arc. She's like fine with who she is, and then she's like, "Well, I guess I have to change with this guy." Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that was a shower thought for a second. I felt like <laughs> I had to think about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but because Finn is like, it's about being true to yourself and growing up. And is, I'm like, it's is it about being true not. to yourself? Did he really say that? I don't know if I, I just like erase that. Thing. I zoned out every time he talked after he talked to Rachel. So I don't know anything else that he said. That's um, terrible. Yeah. So like they, that musical is absolutely not about that. It's not about mm-hmm. saying true to yourself at all because you're right. She changes for the guy at the end. Even though she technically doesn't have to, because... Well, he, he makes a change, too. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. But then as soon as he sees her in that, he's like, goodbye, Letterman jacket. Hello, T-Birds, again. Yeah, um, they both change for each other, and then at the end, it's decided that obviously the woman has to stay, or has to change, and the man can go back the way he was. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. So yeah. What did you say? Oh, uh, that maybe like if there are just more notes about American culture and just like how I don't know, like the greaser style was like it does seem well, I guess the Letterman style, like being like a high school American with your letter jacket was also pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think um, Finn has never thought about Greece. He's probably seen it like four times. Is like, mm, music's kind of fun. I like that one where they're riding on the car. <laughs> yep. That, that's Finn's thought process. He just wants to do Grease Lightning. But he's not yeah. even a student. Oh my God, I swear to God, if he's in this musical, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's like, I'm here to go. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so they're like, yeah, let's do Greece. It's decided. And then Finn's like, he's like smiling to himself, like, yeah, I did something. And I'm like, <laughs> uh. so then uh, Finn is in the auditorium, just kind of sitting by himself. And Rachel comes in, and she's like, I should have known I'd find you here. This is where you proposed to me. This is where we had our first date. Um, I should have known I'd find you here because um, I checked your house and the tire shop because you weren't answering my texts or my calls. So I took a Again. plane. Yeah. She wanted to make sure he wasn't dead. 
She took a plane and uh, drove around town like an idiot. Her words, not mine. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I agree. Mm -hmm. Um, To find him, just to find him here. And he's like, I wanted to give you your space. And she's like, you had four months. Um, And he's like... I was giving you your freedom. She's like, I'm a grown woman. I don't need anyone to give me my freedom to get to, for me to make the right choice for me. Yeah. He, he was definitely on his own little high horse being like, I'm doing a good thing, but also I can't technically let you go because I still want to possess you. He's yeah. He's acting very martyr ish. Yes. He sacrificed himself for her. Mm -hmm. And that's what he did. At the end of last season, that's what he did when he came back, and he's doing so again. Like, he's just constantly sacrificing himself, I think, so that he has a reason to blame Rachel for everything going wrong, even though it's his fault. Exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, she, so she calls him out, and she's like, you're my first love and I would like for you to be my last. You were the first guy that made Question me... Question though. <laughs> she says, you're the first guy who made me feel sexy, right? Were you yeah. about to say that? Yes. He, Sorry. Yeah, said... Um... Made me feel visible and sexy and loved. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a false statement? Wasn't that Jesse? Oh. Ooh. Interesting. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was sauce. That is the tea. <laughs> that that's a good tea. That's yeah. crazy. I didn't even think about that. That's what I was. I was about to say that during the episode. Only Ryan Murphy she, forgot. She said it. I looked at Colin. I was about to say, it, and then I didn't. I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, unless she really just doesn't think of Jesse as anything, which is possible, but that also That's doesn't seem accurate. Yeah. yeah. I I feel like it's accurate to say that Finn was her first love, maybe. Right. But Jesse <laughs> was the first person that made her feel sexy. Yeah. And wanted. Yeah. And Rachel's all like, no matter how rich or famous or successful I become, when it comes to you, I'm always the moon-eyed girl that freaked you out at our first Glee rehearsal. Oh, yeah, because he also, because she's like, yeah, do you remember us, like, This is where we first met. And then he was like, yeah, I remember you, like, being really creepy when I came into the classroom. I was like, oh, how fucking romantic, Finn, telling your possibly still girlfriend that she was creepy when you first met her. Rachel needs to get the fuck away from him. Which she does. She says, I can't do this now. We're we're done. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't have a girl. I don't have my job. I don't have a place in this world. And she's like, you have you. And that's better than anyone else as far as I'm concerned. Not even me. Honestly, it's so lame. It is so lame. Like, I feel like she was just like... I need to tell him something or else he's just going to go back to Georgia and like drown himself in a swamp. Right. Like, I think she was really just like, like making sure that he wasn't going to do something drastic. Hey buddy. It's okay. 
I'm still gonna kiss you for whatever reason that you just don't deserve. <laughs> yeah, they kiss at the end and then she walked away. And I'm like, she flew all the way to Ohio for this. I don't understand. Kay Hudson will not be pleased. No, now there will Carmen for her to to wash. Or Carmen Thibodeau as Whoopi Goldberg, or Whoopi Goldberg as <gasps> oh. Carmen Thibodeau, not be pleased. Carmen Thibodeau is going to shred her. Honestly, if he had skipped out, I'd be like, "We're done. I'm never speaking to him again." Uh, if he doesn't want to answer the phone, that's fine. <laughs> it's probably not as dramatic, but I would have been like, "Would have been great if she just texted me and be like, we're done." Yeah. And he could just like, he could be like, oh, I get another text and it says we're done. And then he like tries to call her or text her and she ignores him. Yeah. That is dramatic, but that's how I would have wanted it. Mm-hmm. So then Finn starts singing The Scientist by Coldplay. That's probably why I didn't love the song. <laughs> Not a Coldplay fan. <laughs> I knew I'd heard it before, but um, yeah. Yeah, and he's joined by Blaine and Santana and Kurt and Brittany and Rachel and Emma and Will. And Kurt is wearing a turtleneck that makes him look like a Megamind as a human. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing because I heard like this rattling and I wish I, they probably can't really see very well, but her one outdoor cat is like trying to bite and get into the room from the outdoor window. <laughs> she can get in on her own. She knows how to get in, too. So she can come in anytime she wants. She's I don't know just... if you saw, but she literally was like this and, <laughs> like, trying to now, bite. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's so funny. But I thought, like, I was like, oh, shit, something's happening, and then I just see the cat. <laughs> like, oh, God. Pretty much all explained no- unexplained noises can be explained by cats. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, yeah, make a Sorry. Make a mind. That was a really good comment. I just wanted to say, like, one truly many. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so let's talk about Will and Emma real quickly, because that's mainly just a scene. Um, Will uh, yeah. gets on the blue ribbon panel. That he applied for. Was this last episode or the one before? Last episode. Congrats. Not surprising <laughs> in the world of TV. Absolutely right. unrealistic. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, but also, I was like, "Good, get the fuck out." <laughs> and then, <laughs> I was excited for him to leave. And Emma's like, "Oh, Mr. Schuster goes to Washington." Ooh, and he's he's like, "What about Miss Pillsbury goes to Washington?" And she's like, "Oh, that'll be fun for like a long weekend." Yeah. And he's like, "No, I thought you could go with me." And she's like, mm, "What about my job?" And he's like, "That's what tenure's for. You can leave." You're going to get sabbatical. Teachers take it all the time. She's like, this is about me losing my job. I don't want to take a sabbatical. I like my job. And she's like, you just thought I'd pop the champagne and follow you around like a wounded, like a doe-eyed puppy dog? Well, here's the thing is that like, yeah, she's obviously upset and for good reason. But in like thinking about this logically and what we know of Schuster, the fact that she's surprised by this conversation is troubling. And I still will her to get out of this relationship while she can. Um, well, yes. That's what I wrote. I was like, why are you shocked? Then I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. She thinks he's such a great person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they should have talked about this before he applied. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know what? Oh, if you, if everyone was adults, then actually, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've been like, hey, well, if I get this, what's gonna happen? Are you coming with me? Are you staying here? Whatever. And nope. Why would they do that? Why would they well, I think I think if they had talked about it, and she was like, I'm not going with you. You're going by yourself. He would have been like, Well, no, I don't want to apply. I can't just leave you alone here. Who knows what you're gonna do? <laughs> I own you. Very good. So impression. thank you. So I think this is two storylines about possessive men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gross. Ugh. So let's talk about Brittany and Santana. Oh, this this storyline was a breath of fresh air. They were the most adult couple out of this entire head. Yeah. I was <laughs> And, like, it doesn't surprise me because Brittany is very emotionally intelligent and Santana often will be like, hey, we need to talk about this thing. Like, she's she can not afraid often... to communicate. Exactly. So it was a breath of fresh air for that reason. Like, people who were actually like, we need to talk. Yeah. They're folding laundry, and uh, Santana's like, I'm not anchor or anything. I'm just jealous. I think it's a little strange that Kurt can get into Vogue by just posting a picture of every terrible outfit he paired with uh, a see-through raincoat. Do you think this is, like, this is their reaction to seeing people's reaction yeah. to Kurt getting into Vogue? I, I read it as... Ryan Murphy read the scripts before this episode and was like, are you kidding me? Because they were written by other people. And then he goes in, writes this, and he's like, I have to address this because that's ridiculous. My show is nothing but logical. <laughs> um, so I think Santana was the mouthpiece for Ryan being upset. I, Mr. Murphy. I felt, <laughs> I felt represented by that. Yes. Because he does have some pretty terrible outfits. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah. and then she's like, Brittany's like, why don't you do laundry at school? Um, or like, no, and Brittany's like, you could go to New York, just like your mom gave you money. And she's like, I like being in college. So they don't ever explain why Santana doesn't ever do that, but they at least reference that you did, that she didn't do it. So at least that's a, a step in the right direction. Um, I just like, I can't let this slip by because I went to L and I spent many years in Louisville and love that place to death. And Santana. Wait, 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 say it again. I went to L, So I, I graduated from L. Like I lived in Louisville for a very long time. Say and it again. UofL. UofL. No, no, no. The other one. Louisville? Louisville? How does Santana say it? How do they say it? Did they say Louisville? They say Louisville, yeah. They say Louisville. Yeah. Louisville. Yeah. There's an extra L in there. Not Louisville. 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 Yeah. Perfect. That's how people talk. So I spent a lot of time in Louisville. Like, yeah, it was, that was painful. <laughs> and I hated it because Santana said she didn't do laundry in at college. 
because she heard that they used the, like the muck water from the stables for the Kentucky yeah, Derby. And it was a, which it was one, derby it is runoff. called Churchill Downs. I don't know if she mentioned that. It is not called the Kentucky Derby. Did she call the Kentucky Derby? Yeah, she said yeah. the Derby Stable. It is Churchill Downs for one. They hold many races there. Also, Louisville has like the cleanest water in the nation, and you can drink that shit straight from the tap, and it is amazing. I'm I can't I told myself I was not going to rant about this. <laughs> I not about it, but the but the water in, in Louisville is literally like they they try very hard to give everyone access to clean drinking water straight from the tap. So <laughs> fuck Santana. <laughs> Not really. No, she's actually my the, favorite. Fuck the people who told her that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, that was great. Yeah, she she texted me. She's like, I'm gonna promise not to rant. <laughs> I, I was really like, no, do it. And then this was just a lot of pain released. Do you do you feel a little better? So <laughs> <laughs> that- so yeah yeah. And then Brittany's like, I'm tired because I was up all night reading uh, The Desecration, <laughs> The Ascent of the, the Antichrist Takes the Throne, the ninth novel in the Left Behind series. Here's the series. Can I okay. read it? Have you, have you heard of this? No. Yeah. No, I wanted Wait, to. No know, one else right? has heard of this or read it? Yeah, That's what thing. I thought. It's Call real. It. I've heard of it. I've, I've never read, read it. it. I was going to say, how we should it? have, the three of us should have heard of it because we grew up in Christian and or Catholic households because it is a religious fiction and Kirk Cameron who is problematic AF and stars in I think they're made for TV movies um, but uh, the Left Behind the series movies it's a, a story of these people who are left behind after the rapture Mm-hmm. That's all I know of it because I never read them, and I have wanted to watch the movies for a really long time. I just couldn't myself to have that in my search history. My <laughs> parents would never let me read something that Protestant. <laughs> <laughs> that is That's hilarious. <laughs> they have a young adult series too. I read the young adult series, and then yeah. wow. Yeah, and then I read, like, the first book of the adult series. The young adult books are way better. It focuses on teenagers instead of adults being left behind. Yeah, who cares about It's actually, honestly, it's not a bad book. Just, like, if random, or not a bad set of books. Randomly, if a bunch of people just, like, disappeared. Yeah, the idea is definitely interesting, um, but there's a lot of values that many people find questionable. I guess I don't really know. The only people that the only reason people don't like it is because there's such a religious slant on it. Because it's the yeah. rapture that took people instead of some sort of sci-fi thing. There's a lot in those books. So this part, so minus Kirk Cameron, that's what the book looks like. My mom read them. She had, I think all of them, or at least most of them. Um, Yeah. Book club. (laughs) Pitch it to the book club. Um, Anyway. Like, I I don't actually think they're as bad as they're making them out to be. Yeah, that's what I didn't understand. Because like I don't ever remember them being. But then again, like 
I grew up in a household in which they were accepted. But like as an adult, I've known them as like jokes because of the movies. <laughs> the movies so that's like bad. <laughs> yeah. So like that's what I was like, I know people find them questionable, but I didn't really know why. But it makes sense if it's if it's so like religiously leaning, that makes sense for yeah, all of those heathens of I which to, I am. These movies look amazing. Oh, I <laughs> found like a drop stitch in tribulation force. Yeah. Well, you know what we should do? We should get drunk and watch these. <laughs> Left behind to Tribulation Force. Sorry, Kirk Cameron. Brad Johnson is Rayford Steele. <laughs> Oh, Kirk Cameron's name is also Buck Williams. Okay, this is. <laughs> I used to make rapture jokes all the time, and then I realized that people didn't know I didn't believe in the rapture because they just were like, "Oh, Colin's Christian, he believes in rapture," so they thought I was kind of serious. And then uh, I also realized it's probably not nice to make jokes about other people's beliefs, and if you don't agree with them. Yeah, uh, that's true. Be responsible. But that's what Glee is for. <laughs> that's what Glee is for. <laughs> Glee makes all the inappropriate jokes for me. <laughs> yes, and we can laugh about them. Be like, ha ha, I agree. But then not tell anybody. Oh no. Uh, best part about this is that Brittany was reading. I'm so glad. I surprised that no one said anything that she's reading I, actual books i was surprised that people were like you can read yeah <laughs> i was like wait a second oh, that's right and then they remade it with um <laughs> nicholas cage. cage i forgot yeah the yeah. nicholas cage version yeah we gotta watch all of these oh is that ashanti no no oh it's jordan sparks Jordan Sparks is it? Um, okay, we gotta, we gotta put this away. I need I'm to watch that Cage one. I'm in. I'm yeah, so he sorry. was okay. in another movie, Nick Cage. That was. It wasn't necessarily Left Behind, but it was Connor. <laughs> yes, Connor. Um, it was Da Vinci Raising Code. Arizona? No, not you're going way back into his filmography. Raising Arizona is amazing. I still haven't is seen we, it. Are we doing a Nick Cage podcast right now? Can we? <laughs> I also like it. This Welcome to In the Cage with Anne and Hannah. <laughs> I, I, it's also my first time meeting Kitty. Um, anyway, yeah. Oh, yeah, this was your first time meeting, meeting Kitty. Um, I thought Kitty was great in this episode. I, I loved it. I don't know if that's giving head at all or not, but yeah. Uh, Brittany's reading, reading Left Behind series. Yeah. yeah. It was audiobooks. And Maybe. Santana's just like, why are you reading those? Um, did Mr. Don't tell me Mr. She's doing Christian Music Week. <laughs> Which I, I really hope that's an episode. I want them <laughs> to do. I want them to do the if cartoons got saved. Yes, I know Maybe. that song. I do too. And I have to say, good Christian fun who could have been on this episode, but granted, we did kind of reach out to them a little late. But they when they started their podcast, they did a segment where they were like, these are the worst Christian songs ever made. And that was the first one. And I was so offended. I was like, that song is a banger. Even now we'll listen to it. Please sponsor. Yeah. So Brittany's reading left behind series. Santana's like, those are really intense. And then Brittany's like, talks about like what it's about yeah. and that she's in this club 
the Antichrist taking the throne, Nicholas Carpathia, or some people call him Barack Obama. That's so amazing. What makes it even funnier (laughs) is I remember in the homeschool email group, getting an email my mom got an email she was like what is this people were like we need to boycott nick jr because they won't let you write on your coloring page obama is the antichrist what (laughs) wait nick jr wouldn't let you do that yeah nick jr wouldn't let you write a color design a coloring page that said obama is the antichrist oh okay got it got it got it and, and my mom was like, why would anyone be doing this? <laughs> like, why would your child be doing this? You honestly could do that on your own without the help of Nick Jr. Right? <laughs> Adult coloring books weren't a thing yet, Hannah. I just... Self-published adult coloring books were that's not, true. We're not that's even... True. Like, no one could fathom. No one... Fa- like, companies make make coloring books not individual people mm-hmm. that's fascinating yeah so that's what that made me think of um and uh so santana's like yeah those books are kind of intense and then uh she's like, like yeah. she's read them yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what i also didn't understand there's like is she just like me that she heard that like (laughs) there's something weird about them she possibly grew up in like a religious household and yeah maybe i don't know if abuela's super catholic she's like that's too protestant yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm obsessed with that (laughs) um so then because she's like sam and joe and kitty are in this club and i'm like i can't imagine sam being in the left behind club but okay yeah and same thing with joe like i mean they're all in the christian club right yeah maybe that's what it was like because um mercedes isn't there who we have not seen no um but we she's not there because she was running the God, the squad. God squad. And so maybe Kitty took it over and was like, no, we need to do this now. Yeah. That's probably what happened. Um, and and then, the God squad. And, and she's like, Dottie Casatori is in it. And Santana's like, who's Dottie Casatori? And she's like, Tita got an assistant. Things got weird when people graduated. <laughs> that, yeah, that was, that was terrific. It was amazing. Um, so this was a great scene. And then... Uh, Meanwhile, uh, Jake and Marley at the beginning of the episode are like, because Blaine and Brittany are looking on and are like, ah, young love, why we used to be like that. Why can't we have that? Because Jake is all like, oh, I see your free meal ticket. It sucks being poor. Um, yeah, she's like hiding them and he's like, yep, here they are. And then he kind of goes into like, oh yeah, the recession. And I was like, wow. This is really old. <laughs> He's like, my mom used to be a real estate agent. Now she's the only black waitress at the Lima Country Club working for a bunch of rich white dudes who barely tip. Yeah, that's, um, yeah. Because also, like, to understand... Like the recession he's talking about isn't like the one that... Are we in a recession technically, right? It looks like a one, right? 
that's, that's what I couldn't remember. Is like, is it because of the housing crisis and like that was still happening, or was there? Oh, that was right like, around. This was like four, was, maybe five, four or five years after that. Oh, so I think it was okay. that. Okay. So like, it was fallout like, from the housing bubble collapse. Yeah. So I'm that like, since what he was talking about it. Yeah, because I was like. I was like, oh, real estate. And then I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. Of course, she wouldn't have a job anymore. That sucks. Um, but then, like, he, like, randomly mentions dance. dance. Like, yeah, she's, she's taking extra shifts to pay for his dance classes. And I'm like, I, what I didn't like about this was the show is trying very hard to make us like Jake. And I just was like... I, I don't know. Like, I feel I feel for him, but I also, like, I'm still not connected to him. Like, I think they're still trying to get us to connect to this character. They do this more than once in this episode, and I still yeah. don't. I still don't yeah. like him. <laughs> I feel bad. Um, yeah, so then that kind of t- dovetails into Blaine and Brittany's storylines. Um, and so then they're at Left Behind Club, <laughs> at school. Uh, at school. No, first Marley offers, uh, or Kitty offers Marley the the flyer, and she's like, "Oh yeah." She's like, "Hey, boobless, um, we accept everyone, including losers and lesbies. So as long as you're not Muslim, you're welcome." Yikes! That was rough. Yeah. yeah. Barack Obama can't be a part of it then. Yeah. Right. It was a bad joke. That. <laughs> <laughs> Where's his birth certificate? Barack Hussein Obama. Uh, what sucks though is that like people are still making those references now, even though he has been president in five years. I don't know time, but like it's been a while, and people are still like Obama. Obama. Yeah. Um, so then we just cut to the Left Behind Club, and Kitty is like. You're all y'all are sinners, and you got to get right with God because Jesus is booked. I was on orbit, no. and he booked. Is it, does she have one at school? A meeting at school? No, it's at breadsticks. Okay, I think I think I was like mixing those up. This is the best monologue ever, and if I were an actor, <laughs> this would be my given monologue. Um. She's literally like, he got on orbits and booked a flight back to Earth, and he's got this awesome dad called God, and he's going to a bitchin' party called the Apocalypse, (laughs) and he's kicking off his sandals, and I was just like... He's going to dance a little bit and judge the crap out of everybody. (laughs) I love this so much. This is why I loved her, because she was so weird and like I think before she was just mean for like no reason she was just she was just mean but this is like this is like Sue level mean where like this is funny I loved it yeah yeah that's insane she's she's fucking crazy I love it and then Dottie is like what about for those of us who are on the fence about this whole thing and she's like what's there to be on the fence about this is what's interesting so what i'm picturing is like kitty came prepared that someone was gonna say something like this and had this other plan planned 
Yeah. yeah. That's where it's, <laughs> yeah. She had this like backup plan. She was like, someone has to be on the fence about this so that I can do this thing. And so she's literally talking to her being like, why would you be on the fence about this? And she goes, Oh, some lady fell in the bathroom and she only speaks Japanese Japanese and she's fallen down and she needs your help. And then like this, this girl like gets up. She's like, excuse me, I gotta go. And she like pushes the person out of the booth and leaves. But then Brittany is like, Brittany, we gotta go help her. And Brittany's like, no, 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 no. Like I know what's happening here, but she still follows Brittany. Right. Yeah. She still goes with her. And then, well, Marlon says to Jake, you have to switch, right? That means you'll fly up to heaven half as fast. <laughs> yeah, that was a good line. That was actually really good. Marley's kind of quippy, too. Good for her. Um, but then, like, so those, so Brittany and then whatever that girl's name is, they leave to go to the bathroom. And Kenny's like, okay, everyone go. And then everyone literally like drops copies of their clothes into their seats and they leave. Mm-hmm. This is such like, a weird thing. I want to do this so bad. I know. It's kind of really funny. <laughs> this is exactly how it goes down in the books and the movies. People leave their clothes behind. <laughs> and almost did a spit take. <laughs> I wow okay it's like very emotional like people go into bedrooms and they're like my daughter is gone but they also what's interesting is they also have tv shows that have the same like general idea but it's more Mm sci-fi um I don't know if they leave their clothes behind though is that really what gets left behind their clothes (laughs) (laughs) anyway this was terrific and then, and then the girl, but, the, but then the girl starts freaking out, and that's where it's kind of like, oh, I, I feel kind of bad because she yeah. didn't deserve that. But Daddy, in general, that was just like a random person. But if like, like the waitress, if she came back and she was like, wait a second, <laughs> that would be kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you I actually. Oh, sorry. I don't know. You're good. I, I feel like Kitty was actually doing this specifically to Dottie. That's what I was like. So she would have had to know that Dottie was going to say something. Well, she probably knew Dottie was on the fence already. Yeah. And that's why know. she like did this whole thing. Dottie is such a weird character. This is only the second time we've seen her, and I think it's the first time she's ever spoken. <laughs> yeah. And so Dottie runs back in. She's like, we've been left behind. We've been left behind. And she starts like hyperventilating. Floor. Like she's freaking out. And Kitty jumps up and she's like, that's what it feels like to be left behind, Daddy Kazatori. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> it's so weird. I love this. And then, but then Brittany, like, oddly, it's oddly, I don't know if the word touching is right, but like, she's connecting what happens in this story to like how she feels about Santana having gone to college. And so, like, mm-hmm. at the beginning of the episode, we finally get, like, that Kurt or um, blaine Britney bonding stuff that I talked yeah. about was, it, like, last episode. So, like, Britney, like, attaches her emotions about her relationship to this, which I found very interesting and endearing. And she's, like, yeah. she turns to Santana, she's, like, this is how it feels. You left me behind. 
Because mm-hmm. Santana's like, I don't think this club is good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Marley is like, I'm going to leave. And Jake's like, no, don't go. And she's like, I just really don't like that kitty girl. And I can't believe that you do. Yeah. Uh, she's thrown out uh, some real hard truth there. Yeah. 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 So then uh, Santana calls Brittany into the choir room and she's like, this is where we fell in love. This is where I used to sit in the back and count how many times you smiled at me and died on days you didn't. That was Um, beautiful. And she's like, and where I could have expressed myself in song when words would fail. And she sings Taylor Swift's Mine, a song that Taylor Swift wrote because she dated Corey Monteith. So the song is about Corey Monteith. Whoa. Didn't know that. Dang. Um, hmm. I like a lot of Taylor Swift's early stuff, especially the song and this cover. is amazing. So good. Very emotional. Yes. Much emotion. <laughs> so emote. So emote, much sapphic. Everyone buy Dogecoin. <laughs> <laughs> Dogecoin, please sponsor us. <laughs> Um, so then uh, she's like, you know, long distance relationships are really hard. I don't want them to inevitably cheat or fall apart. And Brittany's like, I would never cheat on you. And she's like, I know. And I wouldn't either. But I had this energy exchange. This woman was looking at me and smiling at me in the library. This woman, we need to describe her, though. She's got like um, like a bowler hat. And she's got like a, a Monroe piercing, which is where your lip is pierced on the side in which Marilyn Monroe had her mole. And she's like in all black, and she's got like red lipstick on. She's very hipster, right? Santana, red hair. Yes. And then Santana, her hair sound. She's in her cheerleading uniform, minding her own business. And then like they're having their energy exchange. But like Santana's talking like either she was crazy or she was a lesbian and judging by the stack of Virginia wool, she was definitely a lesbian and I cackled really loud. <laughs> I also but also like if you're reading that much Virginia Woolf, you're an you're English also, major. You were also crazy. No. That fine. too. That <laughs> too. No, no English fine. major is going to be reading that much Virginia Woolf unless you have specifically picked a paper idea for her on her and even then that does make you kind of crazy. Because that yeah. just seems like too much. No, I mean she's great. She's a great writer, but also like it's too much. Being lesbian and crazy, and that's fine. Like, don't pick one or the other. Okay, <laughs> she probably is lesbian and crazy. Yeah. Cut to the iconic community line. I never thought you were cool. I only thought you were lesbian. <laughs> uh, yeah. Great so uh, Santana is like, this is an official isn't an official breakup and Brittany's like this feels like a breakup to me mm-hmm. um and they they end their relationship this is one place where I do wish Santana would have just been like this it's an official breakup because it's very clear it's a fucking official breakup yeah because like taking a break you know going back to friends we know isn't like a thing like it's it's really hard to make that just a thing you might as well just kind of be like yeah we're breaking up we might get back together, that kind of thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, Santana makes a really good point that, like, long-distance relationships are really hard. And whether or not we say we're not going to cheat, we might as well just nip it in the bud so that, like, 
we don't hurt each other by doing these things. That way we don't have those temptations to basically preserve the respect they have for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of what I took away from it. And I thought, holy shit, <laughs> these people are being like really mature. Um, Cause the other two couples that are having problems, like neither of them, neither of those pairs are being mature about it. Like, do, do we even really know still what's happening with Blaine and Kurt? No. Nope. Alert. Uh, yeah so like we got the Finn and Rachel breakup we don't know what's happening with Blurt but like Santana and Brittany it's very like this is why we kind of need to do this a valid reason it's not like it's very amicable but sad but um I'm proud of them yeah yeah so then uh we get one more scene with Jake and Marley where Jake is, Marley's like, I don't know how you could date Kitty. You talk this big game about being like, not caring what people think, but obviously do care. And he's like, you don't know what it's like to be on the outside. I'm too black for the white kids. I'm too white for the black kids. When I sit next to her, nobody's making fun of me. There's a lot of validity here where like, she doesn't quite understand his experience. But to say she doesn't know how it feels like to be on the outside, I feel like it's way too general and incorrect because she does. Like, he was there when her mom was being made fun of. And, like, he can tell that, like, like, it's it's very obvious that, like, she's an outsider because of that. Like, she also joined Glee Club and they're not cool anymore, (laughs) even though they were cool for 15 minutes. So, like, I don't know. I feel like it's way too general. It just kind of felt like, yeah, she does. She doesn't exactly understand your experience, but she does get that general part. Um, but I can understand, like, if, if, like, you feel like that, it can be hard to understand that anybody else is, is experiencing the same thing. Like, if you feel like true. you're an outsider, like, you probably feel like nobody else is going to get you. That's true. Very and it's true. also really interesting that, like, Someone who's clearly very racist is like the thing that makes him feel more accepted. Yes. Right? Like, isn't that strange? Isn't that not thought out? <laughs> like, I think, I think there are probably, I, I'm sure this probably happens where like, like people, will join in with bullies even though those bullies are actually technically against who they are because they see something about them as like oh well that's okay I forgive this part of you even though I don't forgive it in other people like that definitely happens but yeah I just feel like I don't know that really Kitty, make any sense. no <laughs> it didn't make any sense I don't know why it happened I think it happened specifically for Marley to be able to have this moment be like, oh, Jake. And for us yeah. to be like, oh, and Jake. And I'm still like, oh, Jake. Yeah. Isn't this whole reason for dating her was because he wanted to be popular? Although yeah. I don't understand her interest in him. We already talked about this. I don't think he's as hot as they say he is. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Maybe anyway. he's the bad boy vibe? So, excuse me. Maybe. So then Kitty comes up and she's like, 
Hey, itty bitty. Yeah, yeah, that other version. You're, I heard they're opening up a new Ronald McDonald House in Lima just for you and your Gilbert Grape looking lard loving mama. Um, <laughs> and Jake is like, that's enough. And she's like, or what? Or I'm breaking up with you. And she's like, you do not want to break up with me. I'm like a bad Carrie Underwood song when I get going. <laughs> there is no such thing as a bad Carrie Underwood song. And I'm assuming she meant like, bad as in like I'm a badass bitch yeah, yeah. that's what I but it came out incorrectly because the first thing I thought was like as if there is a bad Carrie Underwood song and I went excuse me no not a thing um but yeah but now I have to see Kitty like slash his tires if he has a car bust her, her name into his locker that's what she could do yeah um <laughs> Bust your windows through your car. <laughs> Bust your windows through your car. Uh, that's, a, um, that's a deep dive joke right there. For all the true glee booties. <laughs> Is that what we're calling our listeners glee booties? I love it. You're a glee booty, Anne. <laughs> it just be like a glee bot or something? A glee bot? Kind of close to glee boot. You're a glee bot? Do you want to be like a robot for yes. glee boot? I don't like any of these. I don't think I don't think there's a way to 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 standardize our our podcast name, unfortunately. Anyway, for our Nicholas Cage podcast, though, the listeners could be Cage Fighters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cage Crusaders, actually. Cage Crusaders. Cage Crusaders. Yes. <laughs> um. So then uh, he's like we're done. I'm breaking up with you. And she's like, well, you that jacket really quickly. Yeah. She takes off the jacket and she's like, she points at Marley. She's like, you, you did this. You two are going to regret this turn of events. Cause I'm going to tell you one more thing. Obama's gonna lose. Ooh, I got some bad news for her. <laughs> mm. One. Okay. Yeah. And she, uh, so she storms off and Marley's like, thank you. Do you want to like go through sheet music for Greece? I'm thinking of auditioning for Sandy and I think you'd be great. And he's like, no, I got to go. And he walks away and Marley watches him longingly. Yeah, really that was weird. weird. Yeah. <laughs> really weird. I was like, also, what, what the fuck just happened? Going to dance lesson, guys. Why do oh. women always have to be at each Thank other's you. throat over a guy? Like, why was she like, it's, it's your fault, Marley. Cool. I don't get it. Dating. He's the I one mean, that dumped you. Women in their womanly wiles, as Grumpy and Snow White would say. <laughs> their wicked yeah. wiles. Well, because the only thing that we can strive for is men's attention. And we have to compete against each other for men's attention. That's the only thing that matters. Yeah, Validate. this podcast is you trying to say something funny to impress me. <laughs> I would be lying if I said that that isn't my goal every single I'm episode. Though. This vibe. <laughs> I'm like, who is funnier today? Kellen's to <laughs> like, he has notes like every episode. He goes, Alyssa. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the or season, he, he has a tally. <laughs> one, Hannah, one. Another tick for Alyssa. Another tick for Alyssa. That's what he does. At the end of the season, I'm like, just goes to Hannah this year. Please don't. 
You should say. <laughs> now I'm going to be self-conscious about No, I, I do not do that. You are my friends and you're both funny to me. Well, that, <laughs> and you have to funnier. run this podcast. How are you going to keep track of that, too? Well, he has to live with me, so... <laughs> That so Alyssa automatically has ten ticks every episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hilarious. <laughs> so uh, so that's basically the end of the episode. Um, we yeah. do the scientist or whatever, but we talked about that. So now it's Tina. Tina time. Guess what, guys? I did not count. She had two lines. That doesn't suck. <laughs> uh, um, two lines. One of them is a list of musicals in, that star Asian leads, right? And the other is, Finn, I thought you were in the army. <laughs> Can we quickly talk about when Finn, when Finn, sh- well, no, he doesn't just show up, but she, he's like in the kitchen with Rachel and she's like, why aren't you wearing your uniform? And I'm like, people in the military wear civilian clothes. Like, they don't just live in their uniforms. What a dumb thing to say. That's all I have to say. Especially after he just woke up. <laughs> he, <laughs> he just wakes up, puts on his dress then. blues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, MVPs and LVPs. Anne, who is your least valuable player this week? Ooh, you know, even though she was only... Okay, so it's... One, it's definitely Finn, because he's just a piece of shit. I just, I just don't care about him at all i understand he's going through a lot of stuff but he's been going through stuff for like i don't know years yeah but also like she was in this episode for five minutes and he pretty much was trying to control his woman so um maybe also him yeah i i think like i didn't even really think about finn because i was just so over it so i immediately picked Shu, but that's the obvious choice for me so I'm going to agree with Finn as probably the top choice because he was being a baby. He was self-sabotaging. And like, while that's a thing that people do, he was just really gross about setting Rachel free. Um, so him and Shu probably in equal parts with that. And then I also just want to give another shout out uh, LVP for Kurt for using the phone, the business phone to make a personal phone call. That's unprofessional. <laughs> Great. Um, I'm also going to go with Finn. He was super mopey. He didn't know. You know, I I don't blame him for not knowing what he wants to do, but I want him to be actively self-sabotaging instead of passively Mm -hmm. self-sabotaging, which I didn't get any of. And it was just a long ride with him. And I was like, can you can you stop now, please? Stop. Can we follow anyone else's storyline? Yeah, he was in the episode a lot, too. Yeah, he was. I'm going with my boy Blaine, who I'm cosplaying as a gay pride version of today. Um, (laughs) Bowtie. Bowtie, yes. Um, It's like you didn't dye your hair. That's not cosplay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But he cheated on his boyfriend, and... He did it pretty quickly. He was pretty much like, I'm not getting what I need. That's I'm true. I'm going to poke somebody and come over to their place. I'm going to poke somebody. All right. Anyway. I mean, he should get 
LVP just for using the poke feature on Facebook. <laughs> That's true. And for and for hooking up with someone whose profile picture either isn't filled in or is just a lighthouse. <laughs> you feel like that's graphic. Don't be like, hey, sexy. That's creepy. That's weird. It is weird. I don't, I don't know. And I think it's also weird because it's like via Facebook, he doesn't know what this person looks like technically that we know of. It's weird. I don't, yeah. 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 Oh. So now yeah. MVPs. Anne, who is your MVP? Uh, I think it's got to be Santana for being the most adult out of all of them, even though I said earlier, fuck Santana for saying the Louisville's water is bullshit. <laughs> I still think she's amazing. She had an amazing song. She did a really good job of expressing her feelings and being and just being, a, like I said, like an adult. She said the water was horseshit, actually. She literally said the water was horseshit. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm going to go with Santana for the same reason. Like, she just, she was like, hey, like, we really need to talk about this. And she, I don't even think she even knew what was going on with Kurt and Blaine and Rachel and Finn. She just made this decision on her own, like, hey, like, this is something that happened to me. I just want to respect you, respect our relationship, Maybe we should pause things for a while. Um, yeah, I'm also going with Santana. She she never is afraid to communicate whatever she's thinking. And I think in this case, it really did her a good, um, good service and helped her and Brittany uh, come to a clean end, which is what I think they needed. I'm going with Rachel um, for standing up for herself to Finn and saying, I don't need anyone to set me free. I'm a grown woman. I can make the right choice for me because that's something as much as I liked the, that part, that scene last season, it did kind of feel icky that like Finn was making the choice for her. And I liked her kind of reclaiming her power and being like, I can make my own choices. I know what's good for myself. Yeah. Also just want to give a shout out to uh, Leah Michelle, who plays Rachel, and uh, Darren Chris, who plays Kurt, for like for Blaine acting the oh yeah, who plays Blaine yeah. for literally like acting the shit out of these really great emotional moments. I think they both did a really fantastic job, um, and also also um, uh, Chris Culver, who plays Kurt um, in the park scene where he's like crying and like freaking out about this, like. All three did really well. Um, I think Corey Monteith's wasn't as good because I don't think they gave him really anything to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? He had a lot of face journeys and he did well with that too. But a lot of really great acted moments. And shout out to the girl in the back of the hallway during the scene where he cried on Shu's shoulder. She didn't <laughs> react at all. She just walked. <laughs> yeah, no, that's... Uh, yeah, that's some really good. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to ignore everything around you when you're um, when you're a background actor, right? Like you're not supposed yeah. to react to anything. <laughs> you're supposed to stand there. I thought you, you were gonna say when you're a student in high school. That too. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the music. Uh, our songs were "Barely Breathing," "Give Your Heart a Break." Um. Teenage Dream acoustic version. Uh, Don't speak. Mine. Mine. 
and the scientist. So, Anne, what was your least favorite song? Least favorite? I'm not really sure. I didn't think about that one as much. Um, I think it was anything that was like bad. Yeah, I can't think of anything that I would like. I really thought of being like, this is straight, like, I can't do this. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe, maybe the, no, because like the scientist at the very end when like Ben realizes he's still singing by himself, like, that gave that song a little bit of power at the end. Mm. So I'm not really sure. I don't have anything. I'm sorry. It's okay. Positive vibes. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's the first one that's ever happened where someone's like, you know what? I think all music was just fine. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with that, but I am going to say probably the scientist is the, the one I just didn't like. The, the, I, I didn't like it as much as the other ones. I thought, but I thought everything was great. Like, I would probably listen to all of them again. Like, I would probably put them on my Glee songs I actually like playlist. Yeah, so, which I don't have anymore because I got rid of my Amazon Music. So, ah, man. Le tragic. Tragique. <laughs> I'm going to go with Teenage Dream. Hot take. Yeah. Guys. Hot take. Well acted scene. Kind of a terrible performance. I mean, <laughs> he was crying and breaking down. That makes him terrible. <laughs> it, was, it was not a great version of that song. He was like <laughs> choked up through most of it. There was no depth of, you know, lungs. Yeah. <laughs> it was, he was literally crying. It was really well acted. But I'm not going to listen to that on the radio and be happy about it. That's true. I think the single version is not of him gasping, though. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So maybe you'll like that version a little better. (laughs) I'm going with Give Your Heart a Break. I never really cared for that song. Wow. Okay. Uh, Someone sing the verse for me. Don't want to break your heart. Want to give your heart a break. <laughs> I know you're scared. Of it. Like you might make a mistake. Yeah. I just always found the lyrical choice of give your heart a break to be like kind of cheesy and lame. <laughs> also, it is like the entire 90s. It's like the word heartbreak. Yeah, it's like and it doesn't kind of make sense. I it's get like that. the reverse of heartbreak. Like I'm giving your heart a break, but I hate it. And the songwriter's like, oh, guys, I really cracked this one. Yeah. And Colin's like, no, you didn't. But Demi I think did the not. world service. I do love Demi Lovato, but yeah. Mm. Um, she can tweet about yogurt shops. <laughs> they can tweet about yogurt shops. They are not yes. moderate. Yes. Um, what was I going to say? There's, there's another song they sing that I... Is it like Skyscraper? Don't like that song. Oh, yeah. I don't understand that sing, song. Sing the verse of that one. I don't even know the Like I'm made of paper, like a skyscraper, something like that. Are skyscrapers made of paper? I didn't know this. <laughs> yeah. well, that's great for the environment, but bad for sustainability from like storms. Huh. Trees, you think they have to come make a skyscraper? Oh, God, that's not good for the environment. <laughs> recycled paper. Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't even recycle things right, so I know it's not recycled paper. I don't think there's enough 
like recycled paper to make like a cat house like I see behind you. Do you see that little kitten in the yes. in the FedEx house? <laughs> if I fit, I fit, then I ship. Mm-hmm. Her face. Anyway. It's just like her body is in darkness and her face and is in light. Yeah. Her head looks like it's been decapitated. Oh, why would you say that? <laughs> because I have a very dark mind. Yeah, she does. She has a very dark mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cutest decapitation I've ever seen. All right. Um, <laughs> How many have you seen? No, we're moving on. No, no. <laughs> we don't want to know. Um, <laughs> so, favorite songs. And what was your favorite song? I spoiled it already. I I forgot. So everybody yelled at me for like thirty. No, I yelled at you. I everybody. No, I feel like. (laughs) Oh yeah, no. I really really liked um, "Teenage Dream" and for all. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know. I think I just have a soft spot for Blaine too. So just like seeing him break down like that was was, uh, (laughs) very attractive to you. very attractive person he is no but i think like just all together it was it was a good like i love hearing like acoustic versions of pop songs like that like i don't know i like them a lot more most of the time i want you to listen to a little song called girls just want to have fun by the glee cast in the acoustic you know what we're gonna listen to it after this okay right um, along with the veggie religious song what, what was the song veggie religious song what what was the oh, song that's gonna... cartoons got saved oh yeah no, we gotta... it's veggie tales and i know it's not but that's what i'm connecting with it cartoons got saved. okay um <laughs> yeah we listened to both of those songs um so yeah that's uh because you say you like acoustic versions of of pop songs. And I, I wonder how you'll react to that one. Um, my favorite song. So I first had barely breathing. Cause I love that song. And I thought it's, this is like another time when Glee took a really odd choice with their music, but in the good way, like using like alt rock essentially. Um, so that was my first choice, but actually I'm going to go with mine because I had kind of forgotten about it for a hot sec. And then we were talking about it and Santana did amazing is a beautiful song and really great cover. And the context also was, was great too. What's Mine. the, what's the verse of barely breathing? <laughs> I am barely breathing. breathing. I can't find but the air. air. Don't, Don't know, know what I'm doing. Imagining you, you care. care. And I can stand here waiting. A fool for another, for another day. day. Worth the prize, worth the prize, the price that I would pay. Hey. Thinking it over. Is that song? Do you like yeah. that? Um, I, <laughs> I think that might have been the first time I've heard it in Glee. Is the first time I heard it. Oh, I was going to say, well, that was the first time they sang it. <laughs> yeah. um, they have heard it in passing, but yeah, I mean, that makes sense. What's the first song that they sang? Barely breathing. That's yeah, the that's, first song they yeah. sang. It's, it's the montage where um, Finn is like in Rachel's classes, where we didn't even talk about Cassandra July was not in her dance class. They chose the sub because one, they didn't want to pay Kate Hudson, and two, uh, they didn't want Finn to have to watch Rachel get bullied by her teacher. Yeah. Or they didn't also have Carmen Thibodeau either, so we didn't see her get bullied by 
Carmen Thibodeau either. What is the song where they're all on the stage singing? The Scientist. At the end? Yeah. And, and what's the verse to that song? They're all... Oh my I gosh. Like, <laughs> I like all of them, but they're all kind of like shuffled around in my mind and I can't place them. There's a lot of multi... <laughs> like... um multi-singer songs they're all kind of in the same genre too so it's very yeah. difficult for me to separate them i don't know how that song goes but questions of science science and progress That's as loud as my heart okay i'm gonna go with that one because of my okay. stirring rendition Hmm? Yeah, that's what yeah, it's because Colin sang it. <laughs> um, I don't really have a good reason for it. I kind of liked all of the songs for different mm-hmm. reasons, but that's the one that I kind of remember the most is when they're singing on the stage and they look at each person and they have mm-hmm. close-ups and you can kind of see how they're all drinks. feeling. Yep. <laughs> Flashbacks where they all look like babies. Oh, Yeah. That was crazy. Those moments, like, if I cared a lot more about some of the ones that they showed, I would have felt more emotional because those are kind of moments that really get me in TV. Like, when they recap, or like, at the end of the season, they're, like, the first moments, like, in Parks and Rec. I always cry. Um, this I did not cry at because I didn't care about Wemma. I didn't care about Finchel at that point. Um... I did love, I wrote um, Awkward Gay Running because they talked to running. that. I remember talking um, about that scene, yeah. Yeah, so we're like, Kurt's holding his hand this way uh. and Blaine's <laughs> running with him. It's so weird. Um, and then obviously Brittany and Santana, that was cute, but like the other ones I didn't care about. Yeah. Um, my favorite was either teenage dream because i think it worked as a musical theater piece Mm. um as like using the song to tell a story in a really emotional way or i just love their cover of don't speak what's the verse to that one don't don't speak I know what you're saying and i don't need your reasons don't tell me because it hurts oh yeah i like that one too so good (laughs) listen to the jeremy jordan version it's great (gasps) those are two of my favorite things no doubt in jeremy jordan i have not heard this it's great he's like yelling he's like don't speak (laughs) he's like acting it oh my god i still have to send you did i end up sending you the cell block tango no Oh my God, I have to show you that. Okay, but yes, I will do that in a second. So that brings us to the end of our episode. Um, And do you have any social medias you'd like to plug? Uh, uh, Nope. Nope? (laughs) All right. Okay, (laughs) yep. (laughs) Um, You can follow Gleeboot on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. We are at GleebootPod. And you can also follow us on Tumblr, GleebootPod.tumblr.com. You can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at yaboyryan99 and YouTube at yaboyryan. You can follow me on a.m.swearingen, that's S-W-E-A-R-I-N-G-E-N, on Instagram. 
and uh, I may be posting my knitting project on there, but I, uh, I just dropped a stitch, so it's probably going to be a while, guys. <laughs> yeah, uh, when, when you guys went to the bathroom during the break that isn't in the episode that we're talking to the <laughs> audience, um, I told us, I was like, I'm pretty sure I watched you drop the stitch, and I couldn't say anything because we were in the middle of a conversation. So... <laughs> Yep. yep. I did. I found it. <laughs> Tune in next week for another episode of Glee. I think it's Grease Auditions. Glee Yay. Boot. Glee Boot. Well, we're talking about another episode of Glee, but it is Glee Boot. <laughs> no, Listen. we're going to start talking about Glee Boot. So next, <laughs> next episode, we're recovering Glee Booties. Tune in, Glee Booties. <laughs> Thing now. <laughs> Bye. 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 B